Welcome to the Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat pod. On today's pod, we review defeat to Wolves in Frank Lampard's first game in charge as interim boss. We take a look at the state of the club in this crazy, crazy season. We'll check our thermometers for this week's below par performances. In our new section, Beyond the Bridge, we chat non-Chelsea. Football matters. We're going to run it back in our Chelsea nostalgia section. And we look ahead to our colossal Champions League quarterfinal, first leg versus Real Madrid at the Bernabeu. And our own Bob Monkhouse, Brady, <laughs> has got another Chelsea quiz for us. Oh, I'm He's back. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm Chris. And as always, I'm joined by my brother Craig and our good friend Brady. How, how are we feeling, boys? Fantastic Easter weekend, yeah. Really good, apart from the time between 3pm and 4.45 on Saturday. That was miserable but everything else has been great so yeah. yeah same with me but it's a bank holiday monday but efcr don't take holidays you know lots to talk about absolutely football's terrible but um, double pay today yeah yeah that yeah double pay time and off yeah <laughs> these chelsea players don't they just don't deserve any time and off at all but um yeah if Potter was in off. charge if Potter was in charge he'd still have a day off today i think yeah, but, he's got yeah, time and off right. the wife part but um yeah after that 13 million payoff but yeah Football's awful, but a lot, to, a lot to get through today. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, we're we're jam packed. Yeah, um, we are. today. Let's let's start at uh, Molyneux on Saturday, where we fell to a one 0 defeat to Wolves. We had sixty two percent possession. We had eighty percent pass accuracy. We actually only had one shot on target out of our thirteen shots, which is probably quite telling where the issue Solid. might have been. Um and. Yeah, it was a it was a game to forget. Maybe how did, how did we see it? I mean, the game was supposed to be a bit of a riot, wasn't it? Because right before the Real Madrid game, it was supposed to be a write off. But I mean, with Lampard coming in, the complexion of the game changed. You really thought, you know, he came in and he was talking a lot about passion, and then there was all you know this Twitter explosion about you know him like uh, you know geeing up the players, and it's just the opposite. He it, it, it seemed to deflate them, if anything. Um, he changed the formation. Uh, to four three three, no idea why. Do you know the last game we played four three three? No, Spurs no. away. So, Oof. I mean, that was the last. Well, that was basically where Potter had to change it. Gone back to four three three. The players didn't seem to know what they're doing. Started Gallagher, which was a big call. Didn't really work out. The attack of we usually what they are. It was all four, wasn't it? I mean, it's. I mean, I know it was a bit of a. I know the league is a bit. They're all a bit dead rubbery at the moment. We're not going down. Top six has gone, probably top eight's gone. Um, but it was awful, and it's awful viewing in the league at the moment. It's it's dire, really, um, especially away from home. Yeah, I mean, we don't have the midfield, do we, to play four three three? I I don't think not with. No. I don't I, I don't think Gallagher and Kovacic are the right profile to play sort of that double eight formation. Enzo can play that deeper role again. I think it's a bit wasteful of what he's good at. He he ends up playing very deep. I know he. he dropped in between the centre-backs a lot and sort of had that set up where we had three defensively. And I just think that's a bit of a waste of his, his skill set. Uh, you know, it's fine, but I think that was more useful for a player like Jorginho to sit back and, and play that because he obviously doesn't really offer much creativity-wise creativity in the last third. I think Enzo would actually be better as one of the eights instead of uh, instead of Kovacic and to get an actual sitter like maybe a Declan Rice or someone next season if you're going to play four three three. But I just don't think four three three suits as a tour. I think you know people have incorrectly said in in the past that that the three four three is too negative, too defensive. Obviously, we scored the third most goals of that formation in the league last year and and this season as well. We've looked much much better. XG wise and in actual goals every time we've played three four three, and you know just dominating the game as well just suits our players so well. Sometimes there's no rhyme or reason for that. You know, on paper it should work and we should be able to switch between formations and play four three three or four two three one and it look good. But in reality, when we actually do play these formations, they they don't look good at all. And we barely create any chances. And yeah, I think I've seen a few posts. One from Neil Barnett used to do. Um, the pitch side stuff at Chelsea and a big Chelsea fan uh, saying, you know, basically I don't see the need for, for the three, four, three to come back on, on Wednesday. I, I just don't understand that take at all. 
I just don't understand how you can watch us play these games with four at the back and think that we shouldn't switch to 3-4-3 for Wednesday against Real Madrid. It would be absolutely ludicrous to play this 4-3-3 against Real Madrid on Wednesday. We would get absolutely battered if we do. And yeah, I just, you know, we'll see, I guess. Yeah, I I think, well, I agree about playing 3-4-3 against Madrid. We'll come on to Madrid a bit later. Um, in terms of the Wolves game, I thought it was very... The, the balance wasn't there at all. Like we spoke previously of Kukurea playing at left-back and he's just too defensive. It doesn't really work. And then ahead of him is Joao Felix, who's not a winger. Um, Havertz, not really a striker. And then in the Over middle... Over that side as well on the left, who's not an eight at all. Yeah, and Gallagher, I, don't, I just don't know what, what, he's, what he was doing. I mean, he had a shocking game, Gallagher. Absolutely yeah. shocking. You do so, wonder if Mount wasn't injured that... Mount would have started. You do wonder that, but yeah. yeah, I just don't think the balance was right in the team, and it, it became very apparent when the game started. Very difficult to create anything. No, no vision, no innovation. A lot of people who ended up quite hard up the pitch either lost the ball quite frequently or couldn't see a pass. Um, it was very, it was quite drab generally, and I think that was just the balance of the team with the formation didn't didn't work at all. And I think this is one of the issues we have with Chilwell not playing. Um, it really restricts us down the left. And then down the right, it wasn't much better with kind of Gallagher pushing more on that side with um, Sterling and James. It just didn't, we didn't really get to get to see much of that at all. The, the only reason I think, well, I'm trying to be kind to Frank here. The only reason he might have played 4-3-3 is that he didn't think that Kukurea could play at wing-back. But that's worrying, really. If he doesn't think that, you know, Kukurea can play wing-back and he's just, essentially, when Chilwell's out, we can't play 3-4-3 or 3-X-X, that's worrying. He, he was signed on the two-call Kukurea with the idea that he would back Chilwell up and also be yeah. able to play left centre-back. So I just don't, that just can't be true. I just don't understand that at all. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, they play Kai as a bit of more of a pure nine. So that had to be, he was in a lot more battles up the pitch. The main thing with the attack is they just stumbled on the ball they just got bullied off the ball. Pulisic came on and got stumbled off the ball. The, the one thing that happened in this game was that it was a miracle. Havertz didn't get 90 minutes. I mean, the one, the one, the one thing I'll say about Lampard is he seems a bit more proactive in the sub, with the sub, sub, substitutes. Substitutes were earlier. He brought Aubameyang on. I mean, brilliant. I mean, I think, and Aubameyang didn't really do anything, but he was making strikers runs, like inverted runs. into. And actually, the first thing that he did, he kind of... Well, he had a great chance to score at Bamiang. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, obviously he's like, you know, full of rust and, you know, he's probably pretty over Chelsea. I doubt he's really motivated to play for the club, to be completely honest. But he was making strikers runs and Kais doesn't do that. And yeah, I mean, it was just a mess. And I think a little bit what happened was I do think that if Potter was still manager, I think he would have rotated heavily and I think he actually would have played a much second string side. But what happened with I think, is because Lampard came in his first game, he wanted to play like a strong team, but it went against him. This was the game to start Mudrik, Madueke, even uh, Carney, um, other players, or even Gallagher. Like, if it's just, just if you're going to play four three three four three, I know you said it's great. You've got to play pure wingers, and I mean, just play, start Pulisic if you want. Just start, just, just rotate the team, like because this well, game well, let's get carried away. Well, but he, he came I mean, on, and I, I think. Was, I mean, the thing that Pulisic is, is like, he's kind of like, you're trying, we're going to sell him in the summer, and but he looks like, if you're trying to sell a car, it'd be like a car with no wheels. I mean, it, there's not going to be many bidders coming in for him. So, um, just, he came on and just replicated what Sterling was doing, just falling over the ball. Um, so, yeah, just the attack are, are what they are, awful. And, yeah, Wolves are up for it, and Wolves pressed us really high. That's one thing that Wolves did. They, they pressed us. Kepa kicked it out of touch a few times. Just more, yeah, more than a, more than a few times, I think. Yeah, and this is the I mean, a fantastic goal. Let's be fair. I mean, like, let's yeah. just talk about Kepa, Kepa's co- uh, contribution to the game in terms of his possession. He he m- completed three of fourteen accurate long balls, twenty three of thirty six passes, sixty four percent. I mean, he's a liability at this point on in possession of the ball. I just he's offering nothing. He never saves anything, and he and he kicks the ball out of play he's become like Koulibaly he just boots it out of play every every time he gets it I just don't understand how he he can you know obviously Mendy's injured at the moment but how people could be thinking that goalkeeper is not a massive massive priority for us in the summer is is beyond me yeah I mean obviously the narrative is that Kepa's um is better with his feet uh than Mendy and that's why he got the nod over Mendy 
But I mean, Mendy is pretty poor, but it's Mendy's a good shot stopper, and he's just got aura of a much better keeper. I mean, I've been defending Kepa recently, but I think it's time for him to go. And uh, I'm not sure who will buy him. I think Lazio or someone like that will maybe in for him in the summer because Sari's over there. But um, yeah. and doing a good job, by the way, second in the in Syria, <laughs> and Richard Sari's Lazio. So. Asari yeah. and Kepa are good friends after that Carabao Cup <laughs> final or semi-final incident. about that, actually. To be fair, Kepa was good on Asari, wasn't he? I thought Kepa was pretty good. I remember making some great saves. He, he saved that uh, penalty in the semi-final of the Europa League. He went straight he's down He's always been good at saving penalties, I think. Yeah, he's good yeah, at I, don't, I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I'm not... Sh- I always think the people who are good at saving penalties tend to be the people who aren't that good at maybe Kepa <laughs> saw good Frank, maybe maybe Kepa saw Frank Lampard on the touchline, got the shakes and started kicking it out. He started getting the sweats because Lampard's back. I mean, he can't be very happy there because apparently he was very happy when Lampard left in the first place. So yeah, probably not very think, happy that Frank's back in back managing. I think, I think Lampard probably spotted that he wasn't that good. Maybe yeah. Um, not much else to say. I mean, we can touch on mm. touch on Wolves a little bit. Obviously there. They're fighting for their lives. Um, I thought they played really well, Wolves. I thought they had a fantastic setup. Again, an, another team that, that that turned up and played against us like we're a mid-table team. You know, they they pressed us high. They they came after us high energy. It's stuff that you would sort of be saying would be ideal for us. I wish teams would do that more often. And it's like, well, now we've got it, and we can't play against it. So yeah, they 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 harried us off the ball. Lots of. Um, misplaced passes from us but also lots of uh, dual wins for, for Wolves as well I thought they were very very strong and uh, doesn't look like they're going to get relegated is it? so no. huge yeah, huge three points for them they're up to 28 points 14 Lupetegui is a great manager just a bit of an early quiz do you know Lupetegui versus Lampard we played uh, we played in the Champions League do you know what the score was then Chelsea versus Sevilla anyone know that the last time we played beat them 4-0 didn't we 4-0 yeah do you know who scored all four goals Giroud. 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 Yeah, so I think we drew nil nil with them yeah. in the game that actually mattered. So right? Lupe must have been fearing Lampard. He didn't have much to fear, did he? No, I think it was, but I think Sevilla that day they rested. I think they both teams had already qualified, and they rested everyone. I believe that day for, against Sevilla. And just a bit more of a macro point. I mean, we haven't scored any goals since the international break. Three games. Do you know how many shots we've had at that time? Fifty-two oh. shots. No oh, goals. I'd say fifty-five. And just, I think it's like some almost six XG probably. Dreadful. It's dreadful. So, although you could say Villa and just away from home generally this year, it's been it's been awful, isn't it? At home, you could say Villa and Liverpool, we should have won the game. But, I mean, other than maybe Leicester away where you say we might rip road a lot, I don't really remember any good away performances this season, to be honest. Um, there's been very few. Even Villa away, we were lucky. Um, very few. So many bad days on the road this year. And I really do feel for those Chelsea fans playing their hard-earned cash to go and see that because there was it must be brutal because you know we don't really go to away games but to be going away games all the time i really feel sorry for those lads yeah and you can you can see why the the pain the anger comes out from these guys because obviously it's it's i mean yeah like you say tr- driving up or getting the train up to birmingham for that and coming yeah. back on, on easter weekend you know that's a pretty miserable experience mm. Okay, let's uh, let's. On that happy note, <laughs> <laughs> let's take that point and talk about the club because the club is a mess. I think Brady, yeah. you've got a quote for us. Yeah, um, it was Rob Draper. I actually broke uh, Saturday night on the Daily Mail. I think he wrote an article. He said he's spoken to one of the one of the executives. He don't know who it is. I mean, I doubt it's Bowley or Egg Barley, but it's probably someone around there. We can't swear in the pub, but basically they think the owners have made mistakes. They said that they made mistakes, and it's an effing mess. Of course, this wasn't the plan. So, pretty clear that the hierarchy at the club are not panicking, but, well, they could be panicking. I think nothing's going to plan. They thought the Potter would be obviously be here. And, yeah, I mean, we've had three managers in a week. <laughs> it's... Uh, more managers and goals these days. More so. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't. Obviously, there's a lot of hyperbole going on about 
Chelsea at the moment. It's just, I don't really think, I think a lot of exaggeration with regards to the situation we're in. I think we made a lot of really good moves in terms of the squad this season. Yeah. Getting, getting rid of a lot of Deadwood, yeah, getting some promising young players in. You know, what's happened really is one manager hasn't worked. You can say about three managers in a week. I mean, Bruno's not a manager and Lampard's just going to be a caretaker until the end of the season. They're trying to be patient, I think, and, and hire the right guy, which I think is a good move. Obviously, we talked about that last week being important, being that the you know the fans are looking for this next manager to be a success. Otherwise, they'll, they'll be questioning the board for sure. So I think it's important that they do take their time with that. And um, yeah, I think we've done some great things this year. I know obviously we're 11th place in the table, but we've done some great things in terms of improving our squad. I think we, we had a conversation about the team that finished, that won the Champions League, the 11 that were out there that day and when we talk about that 11 Mendy James Aspilicueta Silva Rudiger Chilwell Kante Jorginho Werner Havertz Mount as a 3-4-3 setup I think we've we've got a better team than that now and a younger team with with better depth as well and and the 3-4-3 is just we're just waiting for a manager to come in and execute properly and at a high level tactically in these games and I think we've got a fantastic chance uh, having a great season next year we just we just need to get the manager right that's obviously the most important thing I was thinking about this earlier no Europe no Europe next year and we know you know the last time happened when we had no Europe and a new manager came in won the league didn't we won the league so no no pressure uh, Enrique or Nagelsmann there but I think um if we're talking about the club in crisis, there has been some stories recently coming out from David Ornstein that and the Athletic that they'll basically average a quote that Chelsea have FPP headaches that realistically can only be remedied through player sales this summer. Cashing in on homegrown youngsters would allow the club to add to the income immediately to their books. And this needs to be done by June the 30th, offsetting the vast investments in the transfer market. So what do you think about that? I'm not really sure. I'm not, I'm not Matt Law said that like, He's kind of equated uh, FPP basically as like a severe parking ticket. Do you think it's do you think it's a problem? Do you think it's something we need to keep an eye on, or do you think it's you know, kind of like they can pay a fine if it if it came to it, etc.? We we've always needed to sell players to make money. Yeah, um, that yeah, hasn't changed. Good. So we have so many people that we can and should sell this summer, and we'll be telling of how astute Bowley is as a as an owner along with the the group is who's here at the beginning of next season and who's been who's been sold because there are a lot of people who are worth a bit of cash who need to we need to get rid of and then there's still talk of bringing people in um, as well there's three english names that come to mind that you know we could sell immediately you know you could sell the acronyms <laughs> rlc cho um yeah and you could sell Conor Gallagher. and i think you know between them you could probably get optimistically maybe 80 million Quite a lot. I mean, if, if if they do have to sell Mount, they could fetch fifty, seventy million. So we do have homegrown assets to sell. Yeah, so, so. yeah and, and Chalaber as well. Don't forget him. He can definitely be I sold. Don't, I, well. I don't think you can sell him. I, I, maybe, yeah, but yeah. yeah so they just give, I thought they gave him a new contract. I don't know. Don't think so. I think okay. a new manager would come in and really like Trevor Chalaber personally. I, I think I, he. I, I, yeah, I understand that. I would rather not sell him as well, but I'm just saying, I don't think you can say we can't sell Chalaber. He hasn't even played a minute, has he? Well, he came on for 10 minutes. I mean, that's his first minutes in the last three months. Yeah. He's not a player, he's not an important part of the squad. If we need to raise money, you know, I think a team will pay 25, 30 million for him. I think that might be a good business um, for us. Yeah. To, and, and team, you also forget that. We could, you know, the players that are leaving that will definitely leave, even on freeze, like uh, Abamyang and Aspilicueta and Ziyech as well, will potentially leave. Maybe not on a free him, but that frees up another, you know, 24 million in wages for the year as well that, that we would have paid those three players. So, you know, there's lots of ways. Chelsea got so many players on the books, and we haven't even talked about Romelu Lukaku. Who, yeah. who's an, another player that you know maybe I'll released the whole or, for that <laughs> you know he could be he released or, or 10 20 million or whatever you can get for him you know it, it, he's another player that's on 350k a week so lots and lots of avenues to to raise money i think again lots and lots of media reports and chelsea are a popular club of just nonsense reports about ffp worries and financial worries and just it's of no concern whatsoever. The one thing I do trust this board to do is to nail that aspect of it. And like you say, even if you do fall foul of FFP, very minor 
restrictions being placed on you in terms of one less player in a Champions League squad and rubbish like that that no one cares about. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's not a concern. Might not need to worry about that for a while anyway. No, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, 14 to 1 the win to win the Champions League, mate. You're saying there's a chance. So <laughs> We've always got a chance. When there's a will, there's a way. Chip in a chair. Chip in a chair, yeah. Okay, let's let's talk temperatures. Oh God, do we have to? <laughs> we 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 do. I can't imagine there'll be too many boiling hots, but we'll do our best. Um, Craig, I believe you're up first. Go what on, an honour! Yeah, this week. Wow, so much to choose from. Freezing cold. I'm going Conor Gallagher. I, I thought he he was dreadful, absolutely dreadful in the game. And you know that that position in a four three three on the right hand side is an eight. You know, potentially could have been for him. I thought himself as sort of like a bit of a Kante, like busybody sort of player in that position. Awful, absolutely dreadful. So many losses of the ball in that game. You know, twenty nine of thirty nine passes. He's losing the ball over a quarter of the time that he gets it. I just I find it hard to watch him on 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 Saturday and think that he's got a future at this club. Um, so yeah, you're in the freezer, Connor. And uh, I know he, he's got high hopes for himself. I know he believes that you know he turned down that move to Everton in, in January, where we accepted a bid for him, and he thinks he's uh, he's got the you know possibility to to play still at a top club. I, I don't see it at Chelsea. I, re- I really don't. And I think he's 100 percent gone in the summer. He's a he's a he's a classic candidate for some uh, some some raising of some funds. This yeah. is a classic example of getting like overhyped over a loan. Um, he. He doesn't have the ball skills to compete at the top level. Like, if you think about how good the people are in central midfield, like Enzo, Kovacic, um, he's he's nowhere near good enough. And then he's not that quick. And you put those two things together and you're going to get a lot of ball losses, a lot of fouls. And that's where he gets lots of yellow cards because people just breeze past him. And he's quite reckless, um, generally. I'm, I'm, I'd be very worried about him, but he, he'll get a club. Like his record, if he if he goes this summer, he'll get a club. If he stays, oh, yeah. it's similar to Loftus Cheek. Top eight, he's a West Ham player, and I always use West Ham. I don't West Ham things. West Ham getting bad on this part. Uh, not not a West Ham or a Fulham player or something like that. or Palace. Like you go back to Palace, I think Palace would be interested. Yeah, in. Palace. Would be he doesn't want to go to any of these clubs. No, and the, the problem is, is these Chelsea players. I mean, um, a lot of play, uh, sources close to the. Close to the club, so those players don't want to leave Chelsea. They like being at Chelsea. They, they you know, they see out their contract like the like problem. They like the wages. They like being in London. I'm sure their other halves like being in London. It's hard to shift these players. So, I think you know, we accepted. It's one thing accepting the bid. It's one thing kicking them out the door. So that's going to be a half of it where Chelsea can have to deal with that. And maybe, yeah, I mean, it could be Step like one, a... Step one is not playing him, isn't it? Because he wants to play for England and whatever. You know, you know. Not playing him in any games is step one. So if you want to get rid of him, which we I mean, don't. Newcastle are, are going to be, you know, they're, they're, they're due to make a few bad buyers or, you know, to splash some cash where maybe they shouldn't. And, you know, I think Anthony Gordon, AG Tenney, Craig Love's got um, banned. He's out, he's out of the squad for the rest of the season. So maybe they can get rid of him and get Conor Gallagher and Loftus Cheek and get him off our books. There's clubs like that. I didn't see that he was out of the squad for the rest of the season. Yeah, disciplinary reasons. So, yeah. I know that he, 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 I saw his reaction to Eddie Howe on, on Saturday when he got subbed, but I didn't yeah. see. Uh, we, almost put, we almost put in, what, 70 million for him? Yeah, Tuchel wanted to play him right wing back. Thomas was yeah. a bit of a, I loved him, but he was a bit of a strange man at times. But um, yeah, it's, it's feeling these players. But yeah, Gallagher's one for the exit door, just with Loftus Cheek and Callum. Callum should go. So a lot of players are going to be at the exit door if we can get them out this year. Going to be a big exodus from Chelsea. That's why we need to get the manager right at the beginning of yeah. the summer. It's so important to get them yeah. with the players at pre-season at the training ground and making sure it's not overloaded. The last thing we want to do is we're into the beginning of next season and people like Ziyech, Pulisic and Gallagher or whoever it might be are like waiting to be sold. And yeah. we're, we're sat there sort of again with a high, with a big squad and then we... Cause, we can't buy players, I think, at this point until people leave, right? No. I mean, there's so many people in the squad. So this this has to be addressed early. 
and we that that plan has to be in collaboration with um with the manager right next that's it for me i'm not i'm not doing any more <laughs> I got no tepids or warming up, but I was going to do a tepid, but I just I can't even be bothered to talk about him. So like, it's, I'm done. Like, there's no more, there's no more sections, you know, for me. There's There's a lot. There's a lot of section, mate. I tell you what, I'll do it. I'll do another freezing gold. Well, actually, just the whole attacks freezing. I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna talk about Havertz again, but like, I just can't. I just the attacks just so so brutal. You know, Havertz. He's played. He's talking about the uh, Kai Havers, eighty-five games, five thousand five hundred and sixty-seven minutes, nineteen goals in the Premier League. That's it. I, I mean, mean he's, he's, why he's, is this guy still starting up front for us? I just cannot believe it. It's just. I, th- I think Chris has mentioned this before, where I think just got to give Fafana a goal or something at this point. Like, what is he doing up there? I mean, for the Mass Wizards, that's nearly three hundred minutes per goal or assist in the league. Can't have that. I mean, that's a sort <laughs> Even as a winger, that's appalling. Let alone yeah. the actual like main nine or or false nine or whatever he's playing. So yeah, I just I guess Havertz caught some slander at the end of that. But my general freezing cold is is Gallagher. Try and be a part of that guy getting a bit of slander. To be fair, to exactly. Yeah. He's the <laughs> lifetime in the freezer, isn't it? You up, Chris? How yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll give it a go. Um. Well, I was going to put Gallagher in the freezer. It's to be fair, you could pick quite. <laughs> You're taking Gallagher on the whole attack. Um, I guess I'd like to put in Christian Pulisic. I know he's only on for thirty oh, minutes, yeah. but oh, he he was absolutely appalling when he yeah. came on. I I don't know what where his head's at at the moment. Um, generally. And I don't really like what I'm seeing on the pitch. He doesn't seem that like energized when he comes on either. No, maybe he just doesn't want to be here. But he, I, I don't remember him really touching the ball that much. But yeah, really, really poor um, from from Pulisic. And really bizarre that Frank brought him on. Why does not bring Aubameyang on straight for Havertz? I didn't understand that. Like, I just yeah, that was odd, wasn't it? Because yeah, I thought because then he took him off. Um, yeah, and brought on Aubameyang afterwards. It was like, well, why didn't you not just put? Yeah, why didn't you do a triple, triple sub half an hour? He didn't. He did a sub, a double sub, a attacking sub. We well, did a triple sub six minutes later or two attacking dinner. Just, just do a triple sub of half an hour to go. Just get yeah. them all off. You just just get the whole lot off, and for a whole fresh lot. I mean, that would have yeah. been yeah. Um, warming up for me. Anyone who didn't participate in the Wolves match, because there's a chance they might. <laughs> <laughs> they might be better. Warming up is uh, Kante and Chilwell. They were rested. <laughs> ready. Yeah. Well, Chilwell yeah. came on, didn't he, for 23 minutes? Chilwell, he looked all right. Silver's warming up, so yeah. Yeah, Silver's warming up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we forgot Thiago Silva back in training. He is yeah. actually warming up. He's boiling hot. He's the best. And the, the boiling hot news we've got this morning is that Ben Chilwell's uh, signed a new contract, apparently. Um, and he's finalised. Um it's not a 10-year deal, so they're changing. It's a two-year extension and what we've already got. So um, he's deal around that now run until 2027. So, um, yeah, so delighted about that because there was uh, Man City sniffing around and then Man City been sniffing around the Kovacic. But, um, yeah, just a bit of a, a ray of light in the dark cave that is Chelsea at the moment. Although I did see on Twitter that a lot of people were complaining about that re-sign as well. I mean, you can't make everyone happy, I guess. What? Complaining about Chilwell? Yeah, just that you know, players might the we're, next we're, we're tying down sort of thing. Should, should wait, wait for the next manager to sort of make their own decisions about the players in the squad. Any manager being displeased with Ben Chilwell, I've got to be honest. I I, I, I completely agree, but yeah, yeah, no, I think that's uh, the point they were making. I guess. I mean, even you like him now, so I think not the managers will love him. I've always just just to be clear, I've always liked Ben Chilwell. I just didn't think he was had the ceiling as a as an elite wing back or left back that I think that he does now. So. Um, yeah, I always thought he was a good player. Him and Alonso were a great combo at, at left wing back for us, I thought. Yeah. Bring him back, Marcus Alonso. Yeah. Good lad. Um, am I up or what's going on there? Yeah, you go. This is quite. This is a very demoralising. Tell you what, our, our energy's freezing this week. Tell me what. It's, <laughs> it's, 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 we've got to buzz it up. I'm going to buzz it up a bit. If someone has already. If, 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 if uh, a group of players already been mentioned, it's the attack again. 
Okay. Oh, absolute White Walker FC, Yeti FC, Igloo FC, Masters of the Tundra. They're all freezing. It doesn't matter who the manager is. doesn't matter who we play. They're all absolutely diabolical. Away, home, rubbish. Can't shoot. Can't hold the ball up. Can't pass. Can't do anything. Don't communicate properly. Awful. So... I can't wait for Nkuku to come in. I don't want Felix to stay. I thought Felix was really poor. And I'll tell you what, we'll get to Real Madrid. You don't want Felix where you need, when you need to press. Because Felix is a luxury player. He doesn't track back. He, let, he left Kukura to the Wolves. on a, Well, literally to the Wolves <laughs> on, on Saturday. It, you know, for their goal, he was nowhere to be seen. So, yeah. Sterling was poor. I mean, Sterling, I don't want to get on him too much because he's been out and generally he's been pretty good for us, but he was poor. Yeah, Kai is Kai needs to go. Awful. I mean, we used to complain about Werner. They're all Werner at the moment. Awful. Can't shoot, can't do anything. Bring him back, Timo Werner. Yeah, bring him back. We got rid of the wrong German, I think. I mean, even... Alonso and Werner down the left would have been... At least there. versus Southampton, you knew you get six points, you know? We got zero points versus Southampton this year. We missed the, turn, the, the uh, Timo effect. So yeah, just awful. Just whoever you play is terrible. So you know, even bring, you know even, <laughs> even you put Aubameyang on. Aubameyang makes a few runs. He, he kind of you know, and he actually he's, he's a striker. And you know, Pulisic washed, absolute washed footballer. He can only play versus Honduras or whatever. Washed, go, leave, go away. Don't want your Chelsea Football Club anymore. So many players I can't wait to see the back of. And I'm really looking forward to some new acquisitions that we bring in. If we get Nagelsmann, we'll get that in Cuckoo link up. And we just need to. I just want a manager that can revitalize this attack. But we keep saying they're like really talented. They're really talented. They go through loads of managers and yeah, just don't score. But anyway, uh, tepid. I'm just going to do generally Chelsea's away form this year. Just awful. Tepid. So that's not tepid. It's been abysmal. Shocking the away form. Well, it's like freezing. You can say it's tepid, well, freezing or tepid, but 15, 15 games. Do you know how many game goals we scored away from home? Know, tepid would be about tepid would be about twenty five. So what have we got? Six. Thirteen goals. Yeah. Well, Awful. Sixteen points in fifteen games. Probably more freezing than tepid. And, and I try to be, but just awful on the road. So many bad performances on the road this year. And by tepid, I mean nothing going on. Tottenham away, Newcastle away, um, Wolves away. All these games terrible. So. Just loads of and just really poor on the right. And like I said before, feel I feel really feel for the travelling fans. Just freezing, tepid performances, nothing going on. I mean, I don't know why we got one XG on Saturday. I mean, I think Bowley bought one XG. I don't remember us generating a goal personally, but yeah. Um, so yeah, just general and I don't know warming up. I'll give it for Fafana because Fafana. I remember him making a few good blocks and a few good tackles. He's 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 boiling up and he he's downgraded to warming up. That's it. I'm done. That's it for today. What a what a temperature check. <laughs> Be the worst one today. Yeah, that, that was pretty. We, we knew we, we knew we didn't want to do it today. We we should be all be in the freezer for that. I mean, that was poor. <laughs> not much um, to talk about. Let's okay. well let's go beyond the bridge Ooh. in our new section oh yeah where we uh where we discuss non-chelsea football related matters and i guess the uh the top the top conversation at the moment is who's going to win the premier league title this season we've got arsenal and manchester city going at it yeah how, how do we see that one ending i mean we're desperate for Arsenal to not win the league. I think, in general, it's it's been very, very enjoyable being the pride of London for a, a large, large portion of my lifetime. And uh, Arsenal have been absolutely dire, dreadful, embarrassing, and a banter club. And uh, now they're potentially going to win the league is 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 a bit nerve wracking. But I do think that City are going to do it. I, I do feel like Arsenal are going to melt away. Um, I would love it if we turned up at the Emirates and beat them. That would that would be a thoroughly enjoyable game. Keegan, love it if we did it. <laughs> um, if we put the final it. nail in their Premier League coffin. Did you um, just steal the away for, mate? I, I don't think that's happening. You only need to win one game. 
Yeah. I thought they were, you know, second half yesterday against Liverpool. They were very, very poor. Oh, it could be like, uh, you know, Hazard versus Tottenham vibes, though, where we stopped them. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, yeah. something, you know, no one wants to see, only because they haven't won it for such a long time. Um, I do think if you're, you know, assessing it from a, a completely unbiased eye, and, and I think Arsenal have been the best team in the league this year. So yeah. I think they do deserve yeah. to win it. Uh, but yeah, I hope they don't. Yeah, I mean, like, with your heart, you know, you really, really don't want... I've got a lot of Arsenal mates, and you really don't want Arsenal to win the league. But with your head, I mean, Mikko Arteta, I mean, I used to call him Pep's cone man, putting out the cones at training, and now he's the main man. I don't know what's happened. He just... Yeah, all my Arsenal friends are saying, oh, you know, give him time, give him time. It just shows you, when you do give a manager time, what can happen. And, you know, at City, you know, he did a lot of the coaching and things like that, and obviously he helped Guardiola out a lot. But yeah, I mean, fair play to Arsenal. Yeah, like I agree with Craig. I think they deserve to win it. Um, I think you saw flashes of that though. At the start with Arteta, I thought you saw flashes of games yeah. where they were dominant. And uh, you know, it's not something that we've seen under Potter this year, or that we've seen under other managers. Lampard is another one. I thought we saw more flashes under Lampard than we did see under under Potter in terms of us being yeah. potentially in the he league. Was, he was top under Lampard for a while, do you remember? And then yeah. Um, I mean, to be honest, Lampard in his first, um, not to talk about Chelsea, but Lampard in his, you could say his hacking was slightly harsh. I mean, the, the way they held on to Potter for so long, um, Lampard, you know, I think he wasn't, he fell off a bit, but um, yeah. I think Google got sacked by PSG, didn't he? And the, when, when an elite yeah. coach became available like yeah. that, I think they sort of acted yeah. quite fast. I think that made sense. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Arsenal drew yesterday to. Um, Anfield against Liverpool, they can't seem to win at Anfield, and we'll just see how they bounce back from that. I think the the, the pivotal thing is obviously Arsenal and Man City have got to play each other. If Arsenal don't lose against City at the Etihad, I think they'll win it. Um, I think that's pivotal for them. If they do lose, obviously mathematically, you know, City get back into it. Funnily enough, City are now eight to eleven favourites, uh, and Arsenal eleven wow. to ten. So City are actually favourites now with the bookies. So it shows you. Well, it's because they Arsenal think... got to play away at City. Yeah. And... Yeah, and also good... the I think the Arsenal have some difficult fixtures. I mean, yeah. you could say that the, the fixture against Chelsea is difficult, but they have to Newcastle play away Newcastle, yeah, yeah, which they'll you, they they struggled last season. That was the game that stopped them getting in the top four, basically. I mean, um, Arsenal got sixty nine points last year. They're already on seventy three. You just you couldn't write it. I mean, I remember last year when um, they they um, bottled the Champions League you know, qualification Newcastle away. I don't remember they got beaten the new, uh, up in Newcastle two 0 I think. And um, you thought then, I mean, Gary Neville said that you can only see Arteta getting sacked before Christmas. I mean, it's just it's a complete reversal of what everyone thought with the narrative-wise. So, And an interesting thing as well. Guess the narrative. Guess the narrative. There you go. Guess, guess the narrative, Gary. I don't think anyone would have got uh, Arteta winning the league. Oh, okay. the everyone league. got that one wrong. But I, uh, another funny thing is that, you know, Arsenal uh, have conceded 29 goals in the league this year and City 27. We've only conceded 31. And I think we've been quite lucky to only concede 31, to be honest. But it just shows you how poor our attack is. I mean, you know, Haaland... That is, that is about balance as well. You know, yeah. I know Haaland's outscored us now, like the whole club, which is obviously... Yeah, so Haaland 30 goals, Chelsea whole team 29. <laughs> but I think we've been way too negative in so many games and, and playing too many defensive-minded players. And, and that's shown in the performances as well. So I think, yeah, the defensive record is is not something to be too excited about. And, it, and, in, a, and in, like in an age of like rotation and things like that, it shows that, you know, with Arsenal, and they've had some injuries, obviously, and Enketi has come in, and that even Trossard's been a good pickup for them. But they've generally played, the, you know, Hezus, Martinelli, Saka. They've played the same team over and over. And it just shows you when you get into a rhythm, when you get into the confidence, even if... You know, pound for pound, City have a better, a better squad. That's obvious. Um, and you could maybe say pound for pound, we've got a better squad in a sense. Well, that's arguable. But you just so consistency, confidence, rhythm. If you don't get too many injuries and you get lucky, then yeah. So, yeah, it's going to go to the wire, I think. Yeah, I think Man City are looking like they're just coming into their sort of really strong form. Everyone's on it. Like you can pick their first 11 now, that, that team that played against. Southampton, you just think it's just so many goals in it. I think for the first time with Arsenal, yes, yesterday when they played Liverpool, was, you know, I've watched them quite a lot this season. Very dominant, loads of shots going in. Obviously, they have the best away record in the league. But yesterday, they were second best. And in the second half, they, they couldn't even get out of their half, basically. And that was, that was probably the first chink in their armour I've seen. 
and it all stemmed from sort of their midfield, I think, just not not quite being able to find the right passes. And I don't know, I, I think that will be very worrying for Arteta because they, they seem to be in quite good control of the game. And then obviously, um, well, they say that that was the whole Xhaka incident that sort of fired everyone up, but they just sort of caved a little bit when after Liverpool scored. Um, bit of nerve settling in maybe. And I think that's... yeah. Maybe the first time we've seen that from them, just just getting a little bit into themselves and not being as um, progressive and sort of expansive as we've seen them. So I think they'll be a little bit worried um, having watched that game back, but see how they bounce back. Obviously, they're out of Europe now as well. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about the the Trent Zaka situation and how that really lifted the crowd and the players. I thought really was a turning point in the game and. People sort of talked a little bit about Potter and why, oh, you don't need to be this on the sideline, you don't need to be that. I think you should, that's a clear demonstration of some sort of form of aggression and, and high-octane uh, situation that's really you know, invigorated the, the crowd and the players in a moment where they needed it. And that's exactly the role the manager has to play in a situation where the players are flat, which will happen in Premier League games. It will happen. You cannot come out um, all guns blazing, so... Um, yeah, I thought that was a, a nice little uh, similarity. Come, we've got our uh, City shirts on for the rest of the time. I wouldn't say that, but yeah, we're obviously hoping City do it. But I mean, with your football in head, you say if Arsenal get it, they deserve it. They've been, like Craig said, they've been absolutely fantastic this year. And yeah, it's come at a time where we're basically having our worst season in, well, modern history and they're having their best. So brutal times on the streets of London. There's blood, blood in the Thames at the moment for Chelsea fans. So yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, things change quickly in football. Um, right, what do we think then? Who's going to win the the title, Man City or Arsenal? Brady? I think City will do it, but that might be... I just think... I think City will beat Arsenal with the Etihad, and I think that'll be that. But, um, oh, it's close. I think just City, just... Yeah, I, I, don't, think, I don't think Arsenal are going to... I don't think they're going to win the league. I don't think they beat City away. I don't think they beat Newcastle away either. Um, and... Chelsea will do them as well. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, I, I don't think they'll, I think they'll do it. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think Man City will, will come back and uh, spike them, which, uh, which will be lovely. Okay, let's, let's run it back. So let's... many sections today. Oh, we're, we're having a great time. What's the uh, what's the game? I think Brady, you've got you've yeah, got a game. Yeah, nostalgia for us. I had this a little while ago, but it got canned. So this one's been uh, still freshly prepared. And uh, yeah, we're going all the way back to. Um, I'm not sure how you, how old you were, but we're going all the way back to tw- the 26th of January, 1997. How old were you then, Chris? I believe I was. Wait, what 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 month was it? January, January. So you're the youngest member of this pod. So I thought I'd ask. <laughs> Would have been about seven Oof, or young. eight. Eight. Young and so uh yeah, I was eleven at the time. And it was the FA Cup, fourth round, and that was that was big business for Chelsea at the time, you know. We hadn't won the league uh sorry, a, a cup competition for twenty six years. In the league, obviously, at that time we weren't like well, more like we are than a moment, mid table club, maybe maybe top six, top eight. Um and at, but at the time, the club was changing. Uh, Rui Tudit was manager. There's a lot of new players. The club had been transformed to where it had been like a few seasons before. And Liverpool came to town. Uh, the mighty Liverpool. And um, yeah, we did them. 4-2 to the Chelsea. Uh, mm. Fantastic game. I was sitting in the West End that day. The old West End. Probably Were you there, Chris, that, that day? I, I was there with, with... Yeah, that was my first game, I think. Wow. wow. I didn't even know that. Wow, that's... Special day for me. That's awesome. So yeah, I was I was stocked up with probably with a chicken balty pie and a, a Coca Cola. That was my favourite. I was a bit 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 of a chubby lad in those days. And uh, yeah, actually, live it. Do we know the sequence of scoring? What happened in the game itself? The game state. Well, I know New, uh, Liverpool went two 0 up. Um, yeah. We know the Liverpool goal time. scorers. Yeah. Liverpool goal scorers. The Liverpool goal scorers were Robbie Fowler, maybe. Robbie Fowler put him up after ten minutes. Yeah. McManaman? Oh, you're close. So I think he set it up. No, I think it was this one was a mistake. Quite a controversial player, this player. Is this an own goal? No, it was a it, it was it, it wasn't it was a mistake. 
Collymore. Collymore, Stan Collymore. Oh yeah. After twenty, back to him. Very, you know, a great, a great talent, but quite a controversial player. Some pundit now, obviously. Uh, Liverpool were up two, two nil. So their manager Roy Evans probably was already thinking about who they're going to play in the fifth round. But yeah, and uh, but actually, what happened was there was at half time there was a pivotal sub. Mark Hughes was brought on for Scott Minto. Well, he half, started... half a half-time sub is that allowed? Or Hughesy? <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently, back in those days, and actually, to be fair, talking about the first half, John Motson, who um, recently passed, rest in peace to him. There was some fantastic commentary uh, where I think Viali missed a goal, uh, missed a good chance in the first half, and he went, "Viali, how could you?" Just some really like original. Uh, just the, the commentary in that game is like really like iconic as a Chelsea fan. And uh, yeah, Mark, we were playing. Um, Three five two, which we might play against Madrid uh, if uh, Lampard allows it. With wing backs based, and based on based on that game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is the this is the research. Yeah, Frank, <laughs> listen to this, mate. Get three five two going. But yeah, I'm not sure what formation we were in the second half because he actually took the left wing back off. We must have gone to a bit more of a, a I don't know four four two or something like that. But um, yeah, he bought he bought Mark Hughes on, and it, uh, what a great sub because uh, Hughes he scored. Uh, after five minutes into the second half, a shot on turn. Do we know who got the equaliser? Viali Take... with a header. Oh, yeah, that's close. That's later I on. I think that was later on, yeah. Was it Zola? It was Zola with a, a beautiful left-footed bullet. Yeah. Uh, top corner to send oh, the yeah. West down. Did everyone into raptures? Uh, I know there's there, was no shed in. there was no shed in that day, right? No, no, right. no, no, no. Just went into, yeah. So if you kicked it over, it went into the car park. Um, I think it's just the bo- wasn't it the boardings? Are they not? Yeah, yet? the boardings. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I know there's that footy expression limbs, where like everyone goes kind of crazy. I think that was my first experience of like proper limbs. I, I remember just like being engulfed by like the emotion and that day. It was like fantastic. And then uh, Luca Viali. Uh, there was a Dan Petrescu lovely little weighted through ball. He beat the offside trap and uh, flicked it past David James. That was just after the hour. And do we know who got the winner? Viali. It was Viali again. I, I said uh, it already in the header, right? Yeah, he would have been FPL man. Well, you know. did it did it touch his hair? It was like, wasn't that the thing where it, like <laughs> it breezed past his head and then weren't sure if it actually No, no, it was pretty, pretty, pretty good goal. No, it was a good connection. Okay. Yeah, no, probably, okay. Maybe think of another one. It was a Zola yeah. set piece from the right. Viali came in. I mean, I think Jamie Carragher or Jamie Carragher might have come on that by that term. No, he didn't actually he was on the bench. Jamie Carragher on the bench that day, funnily enough. Um but yeah, so yeah, came on and uh, 4-2 to the Chelsea and uh, we went on to win it that year. So just like, um, I mean, obviously now in the FA Cup, don't get me wrong, when we go to the FA Cup now and we lost the FA Cup final last year to Liverpool and Arsenal recently, it's still a big deal. But at that time, you know, winning, I remember, you know, obviously winning the FA Cup after 26 years or 27 years or whatever it was. I mean, just just huge for the club. And this was like a pivotal win. And uh, yeah, just just I just remember the feeling afterwards of just like like complete complete happiness. I think it was on a Sunday the game and going to school the next day, just absolutely buzzing. So yeah, Chelsea nostalgia for you, FA Cup Chelsea nostalgia. We, we were actually in the Matthew Harding upper that day. Uh, I do yeah. remember this game very very well. This is actually a game that yeah, like you said, Chris was his first game, and and my mum actually came to this game. We didn't come to very many games with us, and she was really not into football at all and, and that really got her into into football that that day because the game was just so incredible and just the buzz of being around it and now yeah she's a big Chelsea fan so yeah I'm assuming my stepdad said that he always remembers the uh I mean he's been going for like f- 40 years so he says he remembers that game it's one of his favorite games so yeah and we went on to win it and um well the rest is history the year after we won the uh the league cup and then a few years later Roman Abramovich came in and then the rest is history obviously so um yeah Fantastic. What a game. Lovely. Bad luck, Liverpool. Bad luck. Right, back to modern day. <laughs> uh, well, we scored four goals in that one. Yeah. Um, right, let's, uh, let's talk about our trip to Madrid. On Wednesday, we've got the first leg of our Champions League game, um, quarterfinal. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid are pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. <laughs> they won the tournament last year. Um, we, we they knocked us out on on route. 
uh, scoring an extra time in the second leg. They're only second in the uh, La Liga, though. Uh, they're, they're about, what, 12, 12 points off um, Barcelona, I think. Um, but they haven't lost at home in the league this season. Um, four draws um, and the rest of them. They've won. How do we feel going into Real Madrid? Worried? Nervous? Excited? Maybe. I, th- I think Chelsea's price has come out tons since obviously Potter's been sacked and Lampard's been appointed. We were about 2.3 to win this game and Real Madrid were 1.7. Now we've drifted all the way to 2.75. So n- no one's a believer in uh, in Frank and what he can do in this game. And after watching us on Saturday, to be honest, I don't blame them. Um, one positive is obviously Silver coming back in this uh, in, into training, potentially be able to play on Wednesday. That'll be huge for us because um, if we can get a back five of um, James, Fafana, Silva, Kukure and Chilwell. I, I feel quite confident in that with Kante playing midfield with Enzo and uh, a front three of, of Sterling and Alex. <laughs> struggling, struggling now. <laughs> and uh, I think Mount is back in training as well. I, yeah, read that I, would, as well. I, I would I would play Sterling, Averts and Mount if we could, if they're if, if Mount's yeah. Uh, um, I, I play Mudrick in this. He's been selected for the Champions League, and I, 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 don't, I don't think he's he's played in the Champions League before. So it's not. Yeah, he's actually. He's, uh, I don't know if you know this. Good, you know, did you know that he got a standing ovation at the Bit Bonabal this season? I believe. Yeah. Um, yeah. He actually, so, yeah, I, I just don't think they'll they'll chuck him in yeah, into a game like that. So it's, it's, it's worth talking about. I think the the main problem is that last year we weren't in a similar spot, but um, I think we were kind of floating in the league a little bit. And uh, we got to this, I think it was this stage of the competition last year, wasn't it? Was it the quarterfinal we went out to Real Madrid? Is that correct? Is that right? Yeah. Last 16, I think, was it was last season, wasn't it? it was last 16. Okay, last 16. But anyway, we'll get into the latter stages of the Champions League. Oh, no, no. Didn't we get Lille in the last 16? Or was that the year before? Yeah, yeah. It was It was the quarterfinal, yeah. It was the quarterfinal. Yeah, because we got Lille so, twice in the, in the Last draw. year, we were facing Real Madrid at the same stage. And actually, in a kind of different way, the, the league was petering out. I think we, we were in a, you know, kind of, Dead man's land of um, probably like, we're going to come third or fourth, but we can't win the league. So, the, and there was obviously all the problems with um, the sanctions and whatnot. So, you know, we could we were saving it all for the Champions League. But the, the thing is that Liam Tooney said today on his um, Straight Out of Cobham uh, podcast, great podcast last year, Chelsea had a switch that they could switch on, and there's, there was a different team that they could become. And you can't really say that, like at the moment, we can be confident that we can become that team. You know, you know, under Lampard or even Potter, can you become that 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 different team, that different beast? And he actually, actually he well, was pretty yeah. damning. He said that we, it'd be astonishing if we were competitive over two legs. So it just shows I, you. I think that... we can be competitive in in most games. I mean, even in the games, if you pretend. The first half of the season didn't exist. We've been competitive in the games. We've been have been very good. Like we've had most of the ball yeah. in a lot of the games. We haven't played I'd a good. Also, we haven't played a good team for ages. No. Yeah, yeah such an easy run of games. We haven't beaten a top a league. Well, we haven't beaten a team in the top nine this year, have we? No, and I think when like there's a lot of some similarities when when Frank was appointed with the the whole Di Matteo thing. But the t- that team that won the Champions League had a really good spirit about it because it had a great like backbone to it. This team doesn't. This team doesn't have any cohesion. There doesn't seem to be any sort of good combinations, teamwork. They're very individual, mostly because a lot of the people keep getting changed every week. So I don't, although we'd like to believe it, I, I haven't seen like a great team spirit in this in this group yet. And kind of waiting for that to happen, whether we need a manager to kind of light it or if we need... Heads are spinning. I think the players players actually like Potter and their heads are spinning. I think a lot of them probably scratching their heads, wondering what's going on, wondering if they're going to be there next season, some of them. Um, And it's just... I mean, I know I said it before, three managers in in a week. I know, you know, only one was for one game. It's it's terrible. It's terrible preparation for this game. So I actually would say that if Potter was still manager, we would have more chance, actually. Personally, I believe that. Because... He he got us. You can say a lot of things about Grand Potter. His Champions League form was good, and it's his league form that got him sacked. So, and, and the other areas which you know the court of the ESCR talked about last week. But I think that like our ch- our chances in this tie, as, as the odds reflect, have gone down significantly now. We've we've become the hokey gokey of the managers. So, 
I think it's a little bit of a shot to nothing, to be honest. We have absolutely nothing to lose. We're huge underdogs. I mean, Real Madrid, probably, I'm not sure, what's, I'm not sure that paper they have, um, they have that newspaper, Real Madrid, I'm not sure what it's called. They're probably already thinking they're in the semi-final. They won't see us as a challenge, so it's a shot to nothing. So let's just hope and pray, really. I mean, Ancelotti is a fantastic coach. And, you know, when yeah. Lampard was managing us previously, we were, we were very poor defensively, although we scored a considerable amount of goals. But I think in cup competitions, you have to be a really strong defensive unit and then obviously rely quite heavily on quality in these sort of games. And that's something I think Real Madrid have in spades. And we seem to be lacking maybe both. So it, it it's a tie that you feel is very, very much against us at the moment. So it's going to take a real spirited effort to, to get past Real Madrid. And then goodness knows what happens after that. We could discuss. I mean, I think if Lampard, you know, uses his head and actually, you know, goes away from his ego a little bit and goes away from four at the back, it's going to be 3-4-3 three, three or 3-5-2. Three, I think if you do 3-5-2, it's more if you're going to play on the break. I think if we want to match them up in midfield, I think it is in a way. Um, it's good to have Kante, Kovacic, and Enzo, Enzo um, on the pitch. But obviously, you've got less less people pressing. We're really, really going to have to press well in this game, and and we're going to have to press as a unit, which we haven't really been doing very well for a long time. That's why I don't think you can play Felix in this game. I don't think he presses well enough. You, you can't have a passenger off the ball in this game. We need to try and outwork them. We need to try and hustle them, and we need to just try and surprise them. I think. Because um, they might be a bit, they might be taking us for granted a little bit. That might be in our, in our advantage. So, yeah, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think we need to get through the first sort of 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. And then see if we can grow into the game. I like the idea of playing Kovacic, Enzo and Kante. I think Kante offers quite a lot going forward. I know his final ball isn't great, but his his dribbling's fantastic and he can get us out of good spaces and yeah. in, transition, in transition, Kante is incredible, which is what, Will be important, which is why, which is why I think we need pace up front. But yeah, I think I think I think he'll play Sterling. I think he'll play Mount Sterling Havertz. I think St- Sterling and Havertz do have pace up top. So yes, yeah. yeah, Havertz. Havertz is quick, mate. He can run. We've got sorry, Mudrick is the quickest player in like the whole of Europe. Yeah, but Havertz isn't a slow player either. I think we saw away we we saw away at Dortmund. You know what we can do on the counter with with Havertz and Felix um, together in a in a in a three five two ish formation so yeah not score any goals no but yeah have obviously you you, you hope I mean, that they've got an incredible engine haven't they they've got Cruz Mudrick uh, Kamavinga all these players have got loads of really good players we need to be getting there and compete that's probably that other than Benzema and Vinicius that's probably their best the best area of the pitch we need to get in there and we need to compete with them if we lose that midfield battle we're just going to get it's going to get ugly so it's got to stay in the tie as long as possible. I mean, if we can get back to Stamford Bridge with only a one 0 deficit, or I mean, a draw would be great. Um, but yeah, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, like we said, Madrid are not not invincible. Like you know, they've 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 failed to win ten times in the league in twenty eight games. You know, they haven't really been super competitive in the league this year. You know, they've got some faults, but at home they're very strong and they're just they're a real Champions League team that I don't know how many times they've won it they've won it like over 10 times haven't they they've won the Champions League so many times I think four or five times in the last decade or so so yeah just a superb Champions League team and they're heavy favourites I mean it is what it is so yeah Okay let's go to some predictions for Real Madrid versus Chelsea start is, with the is that risk? I'm going to go oh, well who's going first Brady I'll go two one Madrid. Wow, a goal, nice. Mm. At the Bernabeu. I'm going to do it in two separate ways. I'm going to say if if we play a non three four three or a non three at the back formation, I'm going to say we're going to lose three nil. Yeah. And if we play three four three or three five two, I think we lose two one or get a one one. Okay, Chris four nil Chelsea. I'm I'm not feeling super confident about this one. Um, <laughs> you know, you know it's bad. <laughs> I I hate to I hate to say Chelsea's going to lose, so I'll I'll go for a a sticky one-one. If Chris is saying one-one, we're going to get absolutely battered. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, our defense is you know if you look at the individuals are good, no. but there, there is a worry. Just I'm a quick prediction as well. I'm not to say the stars are aligning. Silver's back, Mount's training, Kante's fit. 
you know, Havertz, we talk about it, it's his tournament. He gets it done in the Champions League. Sterling's got a great record in the Champions League. Mount scored in the Bernabeu lost. We have players. We can compete with this team. We can compete. You know, we, we play Liverpool. I mean, it was a change Liverpool, but we, we play Liverpool off the park like five days ago. So it's, it can happen, but it's just... Liverpool are absolutely rubbish. Yeah, they are. But, they are but, um, just a quick prediction. Do you think Lampard plays a three at the bat formation, Chris? Yeah, I think he will, actually. Brady? Has to, yeah. Has to. I, I, I think he will as well. So we've got three, three people that think he will. I mean, if he doesn't, I just, um, I just can't believe it. But yeah. If he wins the game without playing it three at the back, will you, will, you ex- will you move to this new four at the back system under Lampard? No. Will you accept it? I, I think of it as a, a better option than what I do now, but what you, you're saying won't happen. We won't play four at the back and win, so... You can be four at the back if you're fluid and hybrid like we were under Tuchel. Like you can be hybrid and, f- and fluid, but that's not what it is. It's too static and the players don't like it. And well, Yeah, you've got to get your wing-backs up and... If you're going to play Madueke and Mudrick, it's better. You can't, play, you can't play Felix on the wing. So, yeah, it's horses for courses. So, if he's going to change the formation, he's got to change the uh, team selection as well. So, let's see. We await to see that game with bated breath. Um, yeah. However, we are going to end on a quiz. Yeah, Can sorry to say, Chris. After, after last week, mate, you've, uh, we had a little vote and you will no longer be quiz master for the rain, men and remainder of the season. No, I'm only joking. Uh, <laughs> At least the season. <laughs> I, I'm, I've been Anthony Gordon. You, you, you've, you've been Gordon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not AG10. It's uh, CC1 or whatever, CC0. But anyway... Uh, I've got a qu- last week. What happened actually was I told the viewers I, I, the quiz was stolen from me. You guys did a quiz and I already had that one, so we passed panicking behind the scenes a little bit. But I've got a I've got a quiz prep this week already, so we're all good. So the quiz this week, you. There are four players to win the Champions League with Chelsea and another club. Who are they? There are it's four be, it's players be... to win the Champions League with Chelsea and another club. Well, Who are they? Some... Porto players. Well, maybe okay. is it Carvalho? Porto. Well, did they win the Champions League with Mourinho? No. Yeah, he did win it with Mourinho for Porto. When did he win it for us? No, but the players could still be there when Mourinho left, right? Yeah, but Carvalho didn't play in 2012. Carvalho is at Aspilicueta. Yeah. Cut Chris's first two guesses out, I think. <laughs> Cover no. I'll c- cut them all out. <laughs> right. No. Who? Oh, this would be a tough quiz. <laughs> right. Let's start having some guesses. <laughs> You've already had a few, haven't you? No. We're just starting now. There's one quite obvious. Teo Kovacic. Yeah, Kovacic. Ding! Fernando Torres. Uh-uh. Oh, he was the year after, wasn't he? Brutal. It's Sterling. Uh-uh. Chris, what are you talking about? Man City, did he? I thought he went with Liverpool. Man City. There is, okay, there is an English player. It's, been like... it's like one way you, you wouldn't in both in both um he's kind of a got it's kind of a bit of bit of a, a Rob Green kind of getting the medal. Not not that bad, but he wasn't part of each like each team like massively by the time he won him. He was a bit part player. Or like, I'm not a bit part, but on the fringes. I was he was quite he was young when pretty young when he, he won the Champions League with Chelsea. What about him last week on the pod. Forward for Chelsea. English forward. Is this this era or This is twenty twelve he said, isn't he? Well it's, it's if yeah, this the not this era. No, he won his Champions Leagues. I think it was two thousand and twelve and two thousand and eighteen. I think young English striker. It's not like... forward, yeah, more of a forward. Joe mm-hmm. Cole. No, English forward. He won a Champions League in 2019, which is really bizarre, and uh, 2012. He won it in 2019. Forward. Was not, he, he, was, he was doing punditry recently. A really talented player 
bit of a you know there's a debate whether how good he was bit of um yeah never quite reached his full potential i feel but a very very talented player did he play many minutes for us in 2012 no don't think any any well he wouldn't have got a medal then would he he got a medal hang on let's have a look this could be a nightmare from you, it. <laughs> no, it's not a nightmare. He's definitely, he's definitely got one. Young player. A young forward. Maybe he came on. Hang English. On. Really talented. You'd be like, oh, when you get it. Who, uh, who won it in 2019? Liverpool. Daniel Sturridge? Daniel Sturridge. Ding. Nice. Very good. Very nice. My description was good, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Two left. Halfway who was there, the first one? Bro. Sorry, who was the first one? Kova. Kova oh, who, uh, who, who did Kova win? The Real Madrid. Real Madrid, Real Madrid a few times, Kova. didn't he? Won it. I think the Kova's won the Champions League three times. Three or wow. four, I think, yeah. yeah. Kova. Kova's this. It's, it's, uh... Yeah, easy for him. Two um, Chris, come on, you've got to get one. I think both of these players playing in the same position. Chris, you were you were barking up the right tree with your shout earlier, actually. <laughs> what was that? A certain Portuguese club. Yeah. Is it Ferreira? Ferreira is one. Yeah, Paulo Ferreira. He won the Champions League with Porto, I think it was a under Mourinho, 2003, 2004, I believe. Um and with Chelsea 2012. Got, got shouted down as a bad idea originally. So. And there's one more. Did you say the last one was a defender? Yeah. David Luiz. No, he didn't win it with Paris. Uh-huh. Oh, they never won it, did they? He was a right back, this player. Played 89 games for the club. Pretty solid. Wouldn't say he was be a decent Chelsea career. Wasn't unbelievable. Right back. Mm. Nationality? Mm. Portuguese. To Chelsea in 2008. Oh, Jose Basingua. Basingua. Ding. Well done, boys. Who else did he win it with? Porto. Porto as well. He's also in that Porto team. Jose. So we had two two players from Porto, which uh, Craig was uh, lambasting there. uh, (laughs) Eat your words there, Craig. But uh, yeah. Well done, boys, and uh, that was a solid one. So uh, that was uh, given to me by the research department this week, so a bit more of a solid quiz. So That was a good quiz, actually. I like that. Yeah, very good quiz, very good quiz. So, uh, yeah, so um, hopefully uh, there'll be a few more winning uh, some Champions League with Chelsea and another club, so maybe Sterling will get it this year. You never know. <laughs> well, uh, we'll keep you on as quiz master. You've, uh... Thank you, Chris. Thank you, mate. <laughs> you from passed you, the test. From, from you, mate, I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, that's all we've got time for today. Um, regardless of the result, we will be back after the Madrid game. For more updates on all things the SCR, you can follow us on Twitter at Eat Sleep Chelsea and Instagram at Eat Sleep Chelsea Repeat. As always, we hope you're carefree wherever you may be. And thanks for listening. <laughs>